So I think that's why it's important to really have some type of plan where you can kind of feel okay with spending today, but knowing that you're also taking care of your long-term goals simultaneously. Welcome to the All Things Retirement Podcast with certified financial planner, Anthony Alpha. Here's your host, Ben George. Glad to have you back on All Things Retirement. I'm Ben George. He's Anthony Alpha. Over at Cardinal Wealth Group today, we are going to go through a number of different things. We're going to talk coronavirus vaccine, some big news over the last month or so. Um, what many people thought wasn't possible by the end of 2020 happened, and we got a little vaccine, and we see some positive momentum from that and some great news for everybody as we continue to deal with the pandemic. We'll, uh, we'll talk about what that means, get Anthony's reaction to that, the effect it could have on, uh, on the markets. Then we're going to talk about things nobody says today. You will not hear these things in the office when you're sitting down with Anthony. People that he works with will not say these things when it comes to financial planning. And then we have a couple of mailbag questions we will get to before we close out the show. So, Anthony, welcome in. Good to talk to you. Yeah, likewise, Ben. How's everything in the office? Everything's going well. Uh, just uh, kind of off to uh start of uh, the new year and uh, just got back from a nice little winter break so recharged and ready to get get it back at it are you a goal setter uh when the I new am. year rolls around i i am <laughs> i uh basically uh constantly readjusting and and redoing goals short term and and longer term it's uh something that really helps keep me uh not just motivated but just kind of centered and kind of know what i need to be focusing on you know, the whole bit, kind of implementing it through the use of a calendar. So I kind of visually see it, you know, every day or basically taking whatever comes up in theory of planning of what I want to accomplish and kind of implement it into action items within my calendars, kind of how I do it. Okay. So not really a resolution thing. It's more of kind of a, a lifestyle and it's kind of how you work day in, day out. Well, I certainly have resolutions that sometimes work out and sometimes <laughs> don't, just like everyone else. So I'm still... <laughs> human and there's plenty of times where we do have to readjust the goal so that yeah. that gym one has uh been uh brutal at times where it's been easy and other times it's been uh, hard to stay true to it so just like i think a lot of other people out there yeah we've all dealt with that well maybe you can uh, also have a resolution to play more golf in 2021 maybe you can that, that is happen. that that's a goal uh <laughs> but it's gonna be yeah i think kind of difficult we're uh yeah. only a few weeks out from our uh, baby number two, which uh, could be any day now or in a couple weeks. So we'll see. Exciting. Don't know uh, if we're having a boy or a girl. So that'll certainly take up a little bit of time, I'm sure. But, you know, we'll, we'll see if we can work that into the calendar, right? If it's a goal, <laughs> we got to get it into the calendar. So right. we'll see how that pans out. But we got a little time, obviously, month-wise. Uh, it's cold here. So yeah. I'm not really uh, – I'm more of a fair weather Offered, <laughs> so I like it uh, more in the fifties uh, and above. But I could maybe get out there in the forties. I got you. Well, we hope everyone's having a good start to their year. Whenever you're listening to this, hopefully things are going well for you. Uh, let me remind you: you can find Anthony online at cardinalwg.com. That's where you'll find the Cardinal Wealth Group online. You can contact them through the website, but you can also call directly at six zero nine six zero five twenty eight zero eight. Um, we usually start the show off with some news and get Anthony's reaction. So, you know, I think the biggest uh, story recently, and there's always a lot in the news, but as we still deal with the pandemic and um, try to get through that, you know, the big talk has been about the coronavirus vaccine. 
it's available. The first, I guess, dose uh, happened with in New York to a, a nurse, which was great to see in December. How soon are you going to try to get this if it's available to you? Uh, will you wait a while? And and beyond that, you know, how important do you think it is to the markets and to the economy as we move forward in 2021? Yeah, I, I, you know, it's a great question. I think that it's, I mean, the market and economy recovery is certainly dependent upon it for sure. And uh, the sooner that we can, I guess, collectively as a group take it, the better off we'll be not just from a market and economic recovery, but just from saving other lives. You know, I have young kids. My wife's pregnant, which is in a little bit higher risk pool. We're around, you know, my parents and grandparents and, you know, they're they're at higher risk. So, you know, from that standpoint, it's just kind of doing your part. And uh, we'll obviously, uh, I guess I'll have a little bit of leeway since I'm not a... um, you know, a nurse or elderly, which, you know, kind of have more of a preference. So, you know, when it's available, I'll, I'll look to take it and just put my faith in uh, the science there that it's been gone through the rigors of what's needed to be able to test it. So, I mean, it's probably in a lot of ways to me, just like taking a flu shot every year in, in some right. ways, because, you know, I don't know what's in that. I, you know, I kind of go with science there as well. And um, I guess kind of following the herd there for better or for worse, uh, you know, I don't think necessarily being a 38 year old that I'm at as much risk as others. So it's really, I think, kind of doing your part for others out there. I'm with you as well, but uh, definitely some promising news. And I think it's some welcome news for a lot of people as we, you know, try to get through this. And hopefully by the time spring rolls around, there'll be many more doses available. And uh, we'll hopefully see a little more normalcy uh, here in 2021 than we saw for most of uh, 2020. So good news, but definitely we will continue to to talk about that on the show and uh, get some reaction as uh, the markets are affected and impacted and the economy uh, throughout this year and beyond. All right, let's talk about things nobody says. Our main topic on the show today, thought it'd be fun to kind of take a little different angle on our financial conversations. And you know, you, these are things you probably never heard anyone say uh, when it comes to financial planning. And we're going to let, uh, we're gonna let Anthony tell us why uh, that's the reason or the reason why we don't ever hear these things when it comes to planning. I think a lot of them are kind of obvious, but uh, we will uh, we'll get into them a little bit more details as we go along. So the first one is uh, that you'll never hear is I really regret putting money into my Roth IRA every year. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think that it's one of those things, the Roth IRA that is becoming more popular today. And really comes to the forefront of conversation when we're really starting to think more terms of retirement because we see folks all the time weekly who are getting ready for retirement when we kind of first meet them and we start to go over tax planning as it relates to IRAs and and the future amount of taxes that they're going to have to pay in terms of what's theirs and what's the government's portion of that nest egg. And a lot of times we hear people say, man, I wish somebody would have told me about the benefits of a Roth IRA or Roth 401k earlier on when I started saving into these accounts. And I think that part of it is that for the average six-year-old that you know wasn't really available at that time or as popular when if you're going back in the 80s when the Roth came out. And on top of that, you have people like your accountant or financial advisor that are probably have been advising you to take your tax deduction each year and put it into the traditional 401k and IRA. And it wasn't really much thought thinking about, well, what happens in 15, 20, 30 years in the future? What are some of the downside of putting all the money into just one type of 
pre-tax account as opposed to kind of spreading it all around. So the benefits of having that Roth are obviously that you're going to have some after-tax money that's going to be growing for you, much like an IRA. But the benefits are that it's going to come out tax-free when you decide to take that money out. So, so if you have those options, go ahead and take advantage of it. You won't regret putting that money over there. Even if taxes don't go up, you still have that control over that after-tax money. That's a nice, nice position to be in. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, number two, in retrospect, I should have spent more and saved less over the years because now I don't know what I'll do with all this money before I die. <laughs> That's a funny one because I, actually I, I hear plenty of times one spouse talking about the other spouse there that wishes that they would have spent more and that they weren't as frugal. And that generally happens when maybe one spouse kind of dominates the checkbook over the other. And I mean, to be fair, I I do think it's kind of a real problem for some people who have a hard time spending because I'll relate spending it, not that you always need to spend money to enjoy life, but there are plenty of things that money does buy to be able to allow you to do and and get more enjoyment out of it. And for those people, it, it might be difficult to enjoy some of these moments because they're not able to spend for today and they're always thinking about saving for the future. And I think sometimes, well, we know sometimes that future retirement never happens because you don't make it. And so it's important to, I think, try to enjoy the ride along the way. Look, and that's not the the typical, right? The typical stories you really hear from, you know, that quote that most people are not saving enough for retirement. And the challenge is really on that side where most people are not putting enough away. But I, I do think that it is a real issue if you're not enjoying the ride along the way and, and spending some of that money today because you don't know what the, the future is. So I think that's why it's important to really have some type of plan where you can kind of feel okay with spending today, but knowing that you're also taking care of your long-term goals simultaneously. Gotcha. Well, I know when it comes to, uh, you know, there's legacy and estate planning that goes, you know, this part of the process when you work with people and you know, life insurance comes up from time to time, or probably a lot, I would say. Um, but the conversation, you know, is about whether or not you should have it. And, you know, you discuss that a lot with people. And you know, this this quote, do you think this ever this would ever come up for you, Anthony? The life insurance payout I got when my husband died was a little insulting because it's like he thought I couldn't handle the finances without some help. Yeah, no, I mean, we you don't hear that type of thing. But, uh, you know, to put it, I understand the life insurance, especially from the retiree's perspective. If, if you just put it from their mindset, you have you know future health care costs for those premiums of you know Medicare supplements. Um, you might be looking at long-term care planning. You have other types of insurances that are not necessarily all you know totally associated or, or brought to mind, but like homeowners. And so when you look at your budget per se, and you see all these insurances, they start to add up. So I think it is a tough dilemma for the average person to figure out, okay, well, if I got to make some cuts, which ones, you know, should I be making cuts on? And so it's certainly not uncommon that when we do run analysis for people and our clients and kind of kill them off now and in retirement at certain points in the future, that we're trying to test and help them out to make sure that they're properly protected and to test whether or not they need more or less than insurance there. Oftentimes, there's people who don't need any more insurance and that the model, our financial model that we ran, which has assumptions in it, says that they're going to be all right. 
And but I always do stress that you know this is a model with built-in assumptions, and they can be wrong, right? Unexpected things do happen in in the future, and we don't know what that looks like. You could have higher taxes or bad market performance, or you end up spending a lot more of your nest egg than you planned to, or you didn't really save as much between now and retirement. So who knows? And and so I think it is a good idea to have some insurance there for just in case if you can afford it, and it makes you know, financial sense to you. And in some cases, it, it is going to be maybe one of those things that people might dial back a little bit as well. So I do understand it, it's tough because, you know, there's a lot of insurance costs to be covering and these things do can get exp- more expensive as we get a little bit older. Yeah, they do. Well, I know when you log on to your website, cardinalwg.com, you're going to see a um, tax time bomb toolkit, you know, how to defuse the 401k IRA tax time bomb. And you can request that toolkit right now. But I say that because this next one, when you look at that and you know you work on tax planning and trying to uh, lessen the obligations for many people, you know you won't hear this statement. It makes me feel patriotic to pay more taxes than I have to. So I don't enjoy finding ways to pay less. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, who, who wants to pay more, more taxes? I, that makes total sense. But at the same time, it does require work, right? So you, you do have to put some time in uh, from not just the advisor's standpoint, but also from the individual to get the information over to the advisor, assuming that they're requesting it so that they can do that analysis. And I think it's also important to really understand who you would say is your tax advisor. Many times, right, you say I have a CPA or I have somebody who files my taxes, but that person may not be doing actual any analysis at all. They might just really be somebody there to file your taxes, which is really just kind of looking at a backwards view of what happened over the last year, taking that information, you know, those pay stubs and W-2s and submitting it and putting it on the, to the 1040 and filing it. There's not, I wouldn't call that much analysis. That's not what all tax advisors or CPAs are doing. And some of them are doing some analysis. So I, I think it's important just to understand what you have. But I, do think if we're thinking about the future, I think that there's no reason why financial advisors can't be the ones to help spearhead that and and start doing individual tax planning. Because when you think about it, if you have the right financial advisor who's doing the planning, they should be taking more of a holistic approach to what you have and looking at everything and seeing how that the right hand is affecting the left hand. And so having that more holistic perspective that might be a maybe where the future goes from a advising standpoint to be able to provide tax advice to clients. Now, with that said, you're certainly going to have to the need for some type of CPA or tax advisor as a part of your staff to be able to help with maybe some of that analysis or maybe in the future it certainly exists now, but more often we'll have a more coordinated approach where the advisor and the tax person are both working together to give you some real good tax advice because there's really some good potential savings now and and in the future when done properly. Yeah, that's an interesting thought on maybe the future of the industry. That's uh, We'll see how that plays out, but it makes a lot of sense as you try to save money, but it doesn't make you any less patriotic to protect what you've earned. We all still pay our taxes. It's not like you're, you're not evading taxes. You're just trying to, to, to take advantage and use what the system that's in place. Those rules and laws and regulations and policies are there to follow guidelines. They're, 
you know, we, we don't have any type of uh, Cayman Islands trick here. It's just whatever <laughs> is available to us in the tax code, and that's available to you. And so certainly not a patriotic thing, but to me, I mean, I think it's our job to at least bring to the attention of here are some ways to save you more money than paying more taxes. And, you know, more money in your pocket is obviously going to be something that's going to be rewarding to the to the client and, you know, part of somebody's job, I think, if they're providing you advice. Yeah, no question. All right, let's end on this one. Things nobody says when it comes to financial planning. I love the big market corrections. It's like a really fun roller coaster ride. 2008 and maybe even 2020 was probably my favorite year. Yeah, who doesn't love roller coasters? That's for sure. <laughs> we love going up. We just don't love the down. I haven't been on a roller coaster in a long time, but a real one that is. But no doubt, I mean, probably the least favorite thing of all those questions or statements that you just made would be the up and down movement of, of the market. And I, that I think would go for advisors too. I don't think that they like going through them either. And so it's certainly going to be really important to make sure that you're diving into your risk profile, uh, making sure you understand the amount of risk that you're taking. And it certainly might not be enough in terms of being able to model what a 2008 could look like, because I think that's really more of a black swan event, one of those outliers that it's really even hard to plan for. But I think with some good basic steps that every advisor who's helping their clients can implement some protection for times like this. And it starts with planning and having an income plan and not having all your money in in risky assets and developing that investment plan or strategy to deal with like a 2008, making sure you have a cash buffer so that not all your money is going to be affected when the market goes down. And and with retirement planning, making sure you're avoiding pulling your your money out when the market's down is one of those goals that you're going to shoot for. So I don't think it has to be some huge changes in a lot of, or just, I, I would say a bunch of small steps that people can take that can go a long way to help reduce a lot of the panic during these times because you kind of have some type of plan already in place that's saying, hey, look, we planned for this, this type of event. We didn't know when, but we knew that it's probably a good chance that it's going to happen again. And here's what we laid out to do and go over that. And hopefully that helps them reduce some of that that panic, which again, it's not uncommon that they're not going to still have some type of uh, concern. Like this time is different than all the other times. I think that's naturally where our our brain goes. But having some type of plan to deal with it is one of the best things that you kind of do to get prepared for it. Have a plan. That's always the key. We stress it on the show, and uh, it's such an Sounds important so part. Sounds so boring, but it's, it's just it's, so true. Right. It's uh, yeah. I mean, just the little details. The process is boring a lot of times. It's not you're not hitting a home run or you know winning the lottery. It's about you know doing the right things every day and being prepared for the long term. So that's what we try to do today. But I enjoyed this conversation. I thought it was a lot of fun to take a little different approach and talk about some things that you want here in financial planning. All right, time for the mailbag and open up and get a couple questions we've gotten into the show. Again, you can send them in through the website at cardinalwg.com. First one comes in from Harold. He says, I'm still working and plan to work for at least another two years, but I'm now old enough to start taking my Social Security without being limited on how much income I can earn. Is this a recommended strategy? Yeah, it kind of goes back to the the planning. I think it's just something that you're going to want to maybe analyze and 
before really determining what makes the most sense. I mean, there's going to be some trade-offs there, and maybe you look at it, Harold, and say, this really makes little difference to me at the end of the day. I would rather have the money in my pocket now. And in other cases, maybe it makes a really big impact to your retirement plan over the long term by delaying that Social Security further and having a higher payout amount. And you might say, well, I'm really glad that I kind of looked at this because I wasn't really going to do much with the Social Security anyway, and I'd rather have a a higher guaranteed income for later on in life. So I think by kind of going over one or two scenarios there, you can probably come to the right decision for yourself and see what seeing what those trade-offs are. Thanks for that question, Harold. Uh, Our second question comes in from Katrina. She says, my husband isn't inclined to do any retirement planning because he says he'll just keep working. Is this mindset okay? I guess I'm worried about what happens if he can't keep working, even if he wants to. Well, I think if you're feeling it, Katrina, it probably is something that you should get looked at. It doesn't mean that it is certainly is something big or, or you could be totally kind of having like a false negative feeling inside. But I don't think there's any reason why you maybe can't come to an agreement or maybe just go by yourself and speak with an advisor and and have them run a scenario for you in case what is planned doesn't happen. All right, that's that's kind of uh, what planning's all about. You're looking at scenarios that may or may not happen in the future to kind of figure out where the biggest risk lies so that you can figure out what to do about it today so that you're not in a bad situation in the future. So I certainly empathize with your question there. And um, it doesn't take a lot of time or cost to really kind of figure some of these things out. So I would encourage you to have a, an advisor go and run that scenario for you. There you go. Hopefully that helps you, Katrina. If you want to, to do some further planning, you can always sit down with Anthony. He can help you. CardLWG.com is the website. Or 609-605-2808 is the number to call to get in touch with his office. Uh, thanks for those questions. And please feel free to send in any questions you have for us. In terms of anything financial planning, retirement planning related, we'll do our best to answer those right here on the show. That'll do it for another episode of All Things Retirement. We appreciate you listening. Again, hit subscribe wherever it is you listen to your podcast. We'll have another episode in a couple of weeks. Anthony, good to catch up with you. We'll talk to you again soon. Likewise, Ben. Have a great day. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.